Hey everybody, Seth here, and this is part one of the Farewell Lion Letterman podcast episode, I guess episodes, if you will, if you count each part as an individual episode, but this is the very first part. My plan up to this point has been to bring you uh, a little bit of insight and some, I guess, op-ed, for lack of a better way of putting it, and breaking it up into two different parts, because I don't really think that you want to sit and listen to me talk for more than, I don't know, 30 or 45 minutes at a time, if you even want to do that. So if you're somebody who can't stand the sound of my voice, you might want to turn it off now, or maybe decide, hey, I didn't listen to this jerk in the first place, why would I start now? But anyway, this is part one of the final episode, I call it the LL Farewell, say that 20 times fast, right? LL Farewell, especially if you're like me, and you have a small lisp, it might be kind of hard to say, but I wanted to give you a little bit of, I guess, more raw takes than what I normally do, uh, be able to give you some opinions on some questions that I received, some feedback that I've received over the course of really not even the last week, but the, the last year or so, and talk about some of the things that are maybe just below the surface of what most people see and know and talk about the direction of Gravit as an athletic program, Gravit as a community, things that people have brought to my attention that, you know, maybe I don't see just because I'm not there every day anymore. And I think that there were some interesting takes that people sent me. I I put out a call for questions and comments and thoughts, and I received a couple via email. I received some on the comments of the Facebook posts that I put up on the LL account, and uh, I got a couple via text. And so I want to address some of those and, and kind of do it bit by bit and piece by piece and talk a little about how I see some of those things potentially materializing in the future for Gravit as a school district, as an athletic program, and just as a town in general. But before I do that, I want to give a shout out to the November sponsor of Lion Litterman, and that's Arvest Bank in Gravit. Arvest Bank in Gravit, if you've been listening to any of the episodes over the course of the month of November, you know that that is where I do my personal banking and also where I have my business banking account as well. You can go see my friends at Arvest Bank in Gravit at 506 First Avenue Southeast. You can give them a call as well at 787-5258. Uh, their lobby, by the way, today is Tuesday. Their lobby is open until 5 p.m. And then on Friday, you can be there and, and see your friends at the lobby at 6. The drive through is open on Saturdays from 8.30 until noon. Uh, they have all kinds of things there for you that you can check out as an Arvest customer. I am uh, a very satisfied customer of Arvest Bank. And uh, when I was living in Gravit, I frequented the Gravit branch quite often, and they had everything that I needed, uh, that small town feel uh, with all of the services of a big city bank, which is what makes Arvest Bank, in my opinion, such a great place to do all of my banking. They take care of all of my financial needs, and they do so in a way that makes me feel like I am the only customer that they have But at the same time, they can handle everything that I need. Pretty awesome. So thanks again to my friends at Arvest Bank there in Gravit for sponsoring the month of November. And a special salute to Branch President Jim Singleton for his many different moments of supporting all the things that I brought to you with Lion Letterman. So let's get into part one of the LL Farewell. This is the Lion. 
Lion Letterman Podcast, your home for Gravit Lion Sports Talk. And now, here's your host, Seth McKenzie. Okay, so that is the next to last time that you're going to hear that awesome intro for the podcast. So if you're someone who just discovered the Lion Letterman podcast and you're wondering what the heck is this maniac talking about next to last podcast, well, on November the 30th, and today is the 26th, I will be shutting down everything Lion Letterman related. That means no more Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, no more podcasts, no more website, things of that nature. And Before I do that, I wanted to make sure that we had every opportunity to get things out in the open, to have people be able to ask questions and have comments and just to talk about things that may be on their minds. Um, Nothing that is detrimental to uh, individuals or nothing that you know, talks negatively about a person or a program or the town or anything like that. Because if you have listened or paid attention to anything that I've written, you know that I don't allow that. I just don't. And and honestly, part of the reason that Lion Letterman was born was because I didn't want there to be just only coverage that was negative in nature. Does that make sense? You know, this was all kind of born out of necessity. At least I thought it was necessity. Uh, you know, a few years ago, five years ago, the 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 newspapers, the smaller town newspapers all sort of went away. And uh, there was a merger with some of the county paper and the state paper and it became regional and they had to lay off reporters. And I knew that it, it was just a matter of time before the coverage for the smaller schools would go away because there just is not enough manpower. And so I thought, well, that's that's not what I want to see happen. Um, I was still very much connected to the district, to the town. I, I still am. I mean, maybe a little less than what I was back then. But at the same time, I knew that that was going to happen, and I didn't want to see it take place because I knew that the kids at Gravit needed needed some attention. They needed that spotlight. They needed the time to see their name in print or to hear their name talked about on a podcast or to have grandma and grandpa that lived somewhere else be able to watch a game uh, when it was played. And, and so that's where this all came from. And so... I have been extremely blessed to bring you these platforms for the last few years. I'm extremely satisfied with the way everything sort of turned out. There were a few things that I'm I'm disappointed about that I wish could have been different, but I think that there were limitations that were always going to be there. It's just the way that it was. So I wanted to be able, back to all this, back to the beginning of what I was talking about, I wanted to be able to take this time to sort of address maybe a few things that Maybe I didn't take the time to do over the course of the last few years. And so I put out this call for questions and and comments and maybe opinions and concerns that people might have had. And and so here we are, right? We're at that place and, and the time to really start to talk about it. And one of the questions that I got, and it really came from more than just one person, which I find interesting, had to do with the addition of new sports at Gravit. And As Northwest Arkansas has grown, you have seen districts add different sports, right? I mean, when I was in high school, of course, again, this is getting to be a long time ago, more than two decades now, there there weren't any schools that had soccer. Um, If they did, it was a co-ed club sport. It wasn't recognized by the Arkansas Activities Association. And now you look around and all the 7A schools have it, to my knowledge, in Northwest Arkansas. Uh, Several schools in 4A have it. And 
there are people who are asking, why can't Gravit have soccer? Why, why can't we have soccer at our high school when, you know, maybe they've moved from somewhere else where they're used to that just being a, a given, a staple, just like football or basketball? Because believe it or not, and I know this is going to come as quite a shock, there are a lot of people who have moved into Northwest Arkansas who are not native to our area. All right? Woo! Now, while you wipe the shock off your face at that revelation, that means that people would like to see things that they're familiar with, whether that be politically, religiously, athletically, educationally, all that. And then that's when you hear people say things, well, if you liked it so much where you came from, why'd you leave? Well, obviously, there's a lot of opportunity here, right, in Benton County, Northwest Arkansas overall. But people only want what's best for their kids. If you're a parent and you're listening to this, you know this. You're shaking your head in agreement. You know that that is the case. Whether that be being able to give them the best possible opportunities at a quality education, whether that's the exposure to the type of church that you would like to take them, whether it's no church at all, whether it is having the the most opportunity to have a holistic education that involves uh, soccer, that involves wrestling, football, basketball, baseball, softball, volleyball, track and field, golf, tennis, all of that. And that's only fair. You also have to understand, though, that a district that is the size of Gravit doesn't necessarily just have all of these resources lying around that they can just put into the formation of some of these new uh, sports, some of the new sports programs. Because one of the questions that was asked uh, of me had to do with wrestling as well. Wrestling is something that has taken off in our area as people have moved in from other states. And I always thought it was a little bit odd that wrestling never really was something that anybody in Arkansas did because all the states that surround us uh, to the north and to the west they all have it. It's huge in Oklahoma. It's huge in Missouri. It's pretty big in Kansas. Iowa's huge. I mean, I know Iowa's the, you know, a state away above Missouri, but they have wrestling, and they've had it for a long time. Wrestling is not something, I guess, that you would consider to be Southern in nature, and I guess Arkansas culturally and historically has been a state that sort of follows more of those Southern type of norms, even when it comes down to athletics, right? Football is big here. Baseball is big here. What sports are huge in the South, right? So wrestling has sort of matriculated into the offerings at a few schools. I think Gentry has it, right? Um, I believe P. Ridge is going to add it. At least I think that's what someone told me whenever they asked me that question. But let's get into this first question, and it has to do with wrestling. And I think that it can sort of maybe merge into the conversation about soccer or, you know, tennis or whatever sport that you may have an interest in potentially being added down the road. Here's the question. First of all, Seth, we want to say thank you for all the work you've done on LL. Well, you're welcome. I appreciate the sentiment. These folks said that they're transplants into the district and they have, they have students. They've been here several years and uh, they have just now sort of gotten into the school sports arena. So they've played, you know, the, the youth leagues, the city leagues and all of that. Um, and so now they're getting into the offerings that the school has. And one of the things that they want to know is how, how do we potentially get wrestling added at the high school level? Uh, they talk about how some of uh, the districts in the area, most of the districts in the area uh, have wrestling. And uh, they mentioned that they believe that P Ridge is going to be adding wrestling very soon. 
And so they talk about the fact that there are a lot of families in the area who have children who have participated in youth wrestling programs in Bentonville. And once they get, though, into school, that they have to stop if they go to Gravit. So part of their concern is people who are wanting that, maybe wrestling is their favorite sport and they want to continue to do it, but they would like to do it at a school level and compete for state championships and things that people actually remember. They can't do it at Gravit. They're going to have to go somewhere else. And uh, I was talking to someone not too long ago. This is not the same person. But they were talking about someone who I believe went uh, elementary and middle school at Gravit. And uh, once they got to into the eighth grade, they, they transferred. They moved or whatever to so their child could go to Bentonville West. And I think that certain kiddo has won some state championships wrestling at Bentonville West. And I, you know, you probably listening, you may know who I'm talking about, but that to me is an issue, right? You, you don't want to see your good kids. And I'm not just talking about kids who, who are good and excel at athletics. I'm talking about people who will contribute to society there in town. They'll contribute to the overall culture of the school. They, they're the kind of student that, you know, teachers love to have in class that the principal loves to see walk through the door that kind of thing. But when you add in the fact that they can excel in athletics and maybe not just one sport, but maybe multiple sports, maybe they wrestle and also are very good at basketball, or maybe they wrestle and they're also very good at, you know, baseball, or maybe they're a pole vaulter, whatever. Wrestling is the kind of sport that I think a lot of times you look at these kids and they, they're like a Swiss army knife of athletic ability. They can do a lot of different things. They don't just wrestle usually. And it's beneficial across the board to other sports, and it translates into other life qualities, other life skills, leadership, right? Hard work, not giving up, uh, resilience, those kinds of things, right? The, all the cliches and all the buzzwords that you hear coaches talk about on shows and you know, articles and books and things like that. So really their question was, I'm curious your thoughts on adding a sport, maybe wrestling specifically, as standalone uh, as well as a potential complement to football. And then said, any advice you might have about overcoming obstacles that maybe not just a parent has in trying to get a program added, but also uh, from a school standpoint. And again, this goes back, I think, to the soccer argument as well. A lot of people have said, hey, you know, we have a, we have a, a field right there uh, that no one really uses. Maccabee Field is what they're referring to, that, that we could potentially turn into a place where we could add soccer and you know, here, I, I'm going to raise my hand right now and tell you that I know about as much about wrestling and about, as much about soccer as this coffee cup sitting on my desk. I know nothing about either one. My son played soccer for three little youth seasons over here in Bentonville, and he loved it. It was fantastic. It's a phenomenal sport. I, I have really grown to appreciate and respect it, okay, and the athleticism that the players have when they play soccer. And wrestling is the same way. He wrestled a little bit as well. And I, and I know enough about that to be dangerous in terms of, you know, like what's involved with the sport. I don't know anything about the rules. I don't know anything about, you know, all the requirements and that kind of thing. With that being said, I would love to see the, the, the opportunity being provided for students in Gravit to participate in as many sports as possible. You know me. If, if, you know, if you've listened to this podcast at all, or if you've read anything that I've written, or if we're personal friends, you know 
how I feel about multi-sport athletes. You know how I feel about the push for specialization. I hate this push for specialization. I can't stand it. It's not, it doesn't benefit anyone except for particular head coaches or particular club coaches who may happen to push that agenda. It's selfish, and I think it is detrimental to a student's overall experience in high school. Now, if a child wants to just play baseball or if a child just wants to run track, hey, that's fine. That is, that's totally fine. Like my daughter right now, she doesn't want to do anything except run track. She told me that the other day. She just wants to run track. I said, you want to play basketball? No. You want to play softball? No. You want to play volleyball? Eh. All right. What do you want to do, sis? I want to run track. Okay. That's all she wants to do right now. We signed her up for basketball because she's never played it. And maybe she'll love it. Maybe she'll hate it. I don't know. All that to say, give kids a chance to participate in as many sports as possible. Now, that's all well and good. And when there's all rainbows and unicorns, you can make that happen. But one of the things that I think people need to understand, and, and, and if you're someone who has researched this and you've studied this, you probably know the answer is already. And you're going to say, Seth, this is just repeating everything that I've already heard, uh, everything I've already been told. But I think the concept of adding a sport is something that's going to take several steps, right? You've got to do a cost analysis. And here's how I look at it. If you're someone who, if you're someone right now listening and you have a passion to bring a sport to Gravit Public Schools, you want to bring a new athletic program, you are probably going to have to do some research on cost analysis. You're going to have to figure out uh, how much across the board, for example, like look at the other schools the same size as Gravit that have soccer that have wrestling, what do they pay their coach? Do they pay their coach at all? Is their coach a volunteer? Can a head coach of wrestling and a head coach of soccer in Arkansas be a volunteer? Do they have to be, you know, have a coaching certifications? That's a question to look into. Will the district have to pay another stipend for a certified coach, right? I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know the answer to that question. You, th- you think at I think you look at sports like baseball uh, across the board. I think if you looked at schools across the 4A1, I mean, what's the average stipend for a baseball coach? Probably somewhere between $1,500 and $2,500 for a season, for a year, basically paid out over a year. Do they get extra contract days? That's big. You know, got to look for that. And then you have to look at the fact that, you know, how many kids would legitimately be interested in adding – these programs. So if a district is going to invest the money to, here's the thing I'm going to tell you right now, it's probably highly unlikely that the district will create a new position, meaning hire a full-time teacher, a new full-time teacher to come in and coach wrestling or coach soccer. It's probably going to be someone who's already in the district employed as a teacher who may have knowledge and a desire to coach one of these programs. So that's something else to look at. If you already know who that person might be, you might want to get that person involved and just very politely and very respectfully and very professionally helping you push this agenda, right? And that person might also have to swallow uh, the pill, the jagged pill that they might have to volunteer for a couple of seasons without any pay. Uh, and if, if that's something that would make the program take off, if that was something that would actually get it off the ground. And I say that because if you can get somebody to do that and they can have one to two seasons of whatever sport it might be and there is a 
proven interest. You've got empirical evidence. You've got a wrestling program, and you've got 30 kids coming out. All right, cool. That's a legitimate interest at a district the size of Gravit. Is it, is it something that is sustainable? That's what you need to show. And if that's the case, then maybe after that two to three years of that sport, maybe they'll look a little bit more seriously about adding that stipend you know, for that coach. Um, another thing, facilities. What space would these teams practice? And in which space would these teams practice? I, I mentioned some of the folks think that Maccabee Field is a legitimate option for a soccer program. I, I can't argue with that. I just can't. Um, we already know that there is some sort of strange sentimental attachment to the old gym. Hey, look, I love the old gym as much as the next person. I really do. I had a lot of great times in the old gym, but I never played any meaningful games there. The last person that played a meaningful game in the old gym graduated high school 30 years ago this coming spring. Let that sink in, okay? 30 years is a long darn time. Let it go. I love the old gym too. Don't get me wrong. You know, I, I know they've already made a lot of changes to it. Uh, the other day, I got a picture of the football team when they were practicing inside of it, which is a ridiculous, still a ridiculous concept that a football team uh, has to go inside of a gym with hardwood floors and wear shoulder pads and helmets and wear tennis shoes and practice football. I mean, whatever. But the the side where the what were the, the visitors bleachers, I guess, used to be, they're gone. There's netting up for like batting cage and things like that. And I, I didn't realize they had done that. And that's cool. That's a that's a big step. But you've already started the process. It doesn't look anything like it used to. So can that be, you know, converted into something where wrestling could take place? I don't know. Possibility. It's an existing facility. I don't want to see it torn down. So if someone's like, you know, listening and they're saying, well, you jerk. That old gym's been around longer than you have. Well, you're right. It has. Well, guess what? I don't want to see it go anywhere. So in order for a building to not be torn down or whatever it is that everyone's so afraid of, it has to continue to have a use, right? Not just going in and having a peewee practice every now and then or, or going in and, and doing X, Y, Z. I mean, I'm talking like it's got to have something real, like people coming and, you know, watching an event, like a real event, right? Uh, put, put wrestling in it. If wrestling is a legitimate opportunity, you know, a legitimate program opportunity at the school district, why can't wrestling take place there? Just an idea. All right. Um, I say this, though, as someone also who's who is looking at the fact that in next year, next year, Gravit, a 4A school district will have four basketball gym. Hey, listen, that's not a bad problem. I mean, it's not it's not a problem, I guess, is what I'm trying to say. That's just facilities. So, so Gravit's got facilities, right? So I, I just want them to make sure. I, my hope is that in the future, as, as they plan for different things, as they plan for growth, as they plan for desire to add different programs and things like that, that they look at what they already have there in the district and can some of the space that's there be utilized to serve every sport that's there, Right. Because I'm going to tell you right now, if, if, I'm a, if I'm a parent, which I am, but if I'm a parent of a current gravit football player, I don't want my kid practicing football and shoulder pads and a helmet on, you know, on a hardwood basketball floor. I just don't. Sorry. 
and you're like, well, I mean, you know, we used to do, I don't care what we used to do. I don't care what people did in the seventies. I mean, when I was in college at NSU, our indoor practice facility was the stinking parking lot, an asphalt parking lot. And we practiced out there a few times when there was ice on the parking lot. Give me a break. All right. So I don't want to hear about, you're not tough. I don't want to hear about, you You know, you can't do this. You can't do that. It's just stupid. It's just dumb. Right. So anyway, um, I, I, I look at it like this. You, you may be thinking, okay, well, he's getting ready to go off on basketball. This is not a basketball thing. It's not basketball's fault. They have four gyms. I'm, I'm pumped that they're getting that new arena. I think it's awesome. They need it. They, they deserve it. Right. The old, uh, the competition gym is 30 years old. Now, it's just, that's kind of the way things go. 25, 30 years, build a new facility. If you've got the money to do it, in, unless you've got like an iconic historic building, right? That, that people know and they recognize, why not build something new if you've got the money and people are, are willing to back it? I have no problem with that. I'm, I'm excited to go watch a game in the new arena next season. All right. But when you've got four basketball gyms, are all four needed for only basketball? And I know one of them at the high school is volleyball. I get it. Okay. My point being is that that one's utilized for practices. It's also utilized for volleyball. Those other spaces can be used as well. If Let's figure out how they can be utilized at to the max. I don't want to see the old gym be torn down. I just don't. It, I, that whole corner would look so weird without it. So let's figure out how to make it useful, how to make it something that, you know, other sports, other programs can use other than just basketball. And that's why, you know, I'm a big proponent of, of indoor practice facilities. And they're like, oh, here you go, supporting just football again. No, 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 no. Again, let's figure out a way that all sports can utilize the spaces that are there. If Gravit were to build an indoor facility, there's a reason that the place, the facilities at the other schools are called multi-purpose or multi-sport or multi-use facilities, right? There's a reason they call them that because multi-sports use them. Multiple sports. There's turf in there. You can practice football, like real football. You can actually, you know, tackle if you need to. You can run routes. You don't have to worry about, you know, the fact that, you know, you, you're going to, you're running out on a, a hardwood basketball floor in your tennis shoes. And then the next day you're going to play on grass and it's going to be wet and sloppy, you know, or, or whatever. And you're like, well, I mean, what's the, what's the point? It's just a waste of money. Okay. That's fine. I don't, I don't think anybody really cares of whether or not they practice outside in the rain or practice outside in the cold, but you can't practice in the lightning. You know, when I was, when I was in high school, it, nobody really cared about that. I don't ever remember not practicing because of lightning. I just don't. I don't remember if it's because it just didn't storm like that in the fall when I was in high school or what, but, and I, and even when I was coaching, I don't remember really having to, to call guys off the practice field very often for lightning, but when it's rained all week long and the, and it's just a slog out there, it's a swamp, it's a bog, it's whatever. I mean, how how are you supposed to get anything done? That's productive baseball and softball roll around, right? And in case you haven't noticed, we've had a very highly competitive softball team with two D1 signees, one D2 signee, and you look at some of the other things over the course of the last few years, there's girls playing all over the place. Um, what happens in softball season when, let's say, we get two weeks of rain and then you got to go out and play Farmington? Or you got to go out and play P. Ridge's softball team who has been able to go out and get quality reps inside of their multi sport indoor facility. I, I, I'm just saying guys, 
you, people can shake their heads and they can say, oh, well, you know, mm, what's important is academics. No kidding. I get that. That's not what this podcast is about. We're talking about sports. And it's important for parents to know that their kids are going to be able to maximize their time as an athlete in the programs in which they participate. You know, if it's, if it rains really hard and lightnings two days during football practice, during football season, you can't work out. You just can't, you can't do anything about it. You can go and lift weights. Okay. That's cool. You don't get reps on the plays. You're going to run Friday night though. Same way with basketball or sorry, same way with baseball, same way with softball track. You know, they could go in and, and run, you know, sprints or they can practice their handoffs inside of the indoor Again, in volleyball and basketball, they could all go in there. Again, I said it the other day, if if you don't, just change it up. If you don't want to go out and run your sprints and shoot your hoops or whatever on the hardwood floor, go into the, the indoor one day a week and throw medicine balls against the turf and do plyometric drills and, you know, with a softer surface. Whatever. I know I kind of got away from how you add sports, but I think it kind of all flows together, right? You add sports... If facilities are available, if facilities are there, and I think that Gravit has them, McAbee Field, I mean, it's not in great shape, but if you really want to play soccer and you really want to be able to have a soccer team and go out and wear the orange and black and and represent Gravit while playing soccer, play on it, right? I mean, I think, I don't know why you couldn't. You just figure out, have somebody paint it up Go out and play that soccer on there. Wrestling, I don't know why you couldn't, you know, utilize the old gym for wrestling. I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm off base. But I just look at it in that regard, right? How, how do you add soccer? How do you add wrestling? You look at what you already have, and Gravit's got space. They just do. So that's how I look at it. And I think that other than, other than okay, the big, the big piece of who's going to coach these, can that person be a volunteer? Can that person, and I'm saying like some sports, I think still in Arkansas, and I haven't looked at it in a while, you know, like it doesn't even have to be a, you know, member of the school district. You don't have to be employed by the school district necessarily to coach a team. I'm not sure if wrestling and soccer or anything like that, but it's worth looking into. So if you're somebody who has that in your head, look into that. So once you get past that piece, who's going to coach it? How is the district going to pay that person or is the district going to pay that person for the first couple of seasons? Then you move on to what's the interest level. If there's a legitimate interest level, okay, cool. Where are we going to play? Where are we going to compete? There you go. I, I think, I think Gravit's got the facilities and they've got the field. So figure out those other two. And then in regard to the facility space that they have, how can one of those be turned into something that other sports can use, right? I mean, I, I wish I had the money in my pocket right now to be able to call up, you know, Coach Mitchell and, and, and Richard Carver and Dr. Page and folks on the school board and say, hey, guys, if I gave you whatever the amount would need needed to be, how much, how much would it take and would you do it, you know, if you could – you know, let's say rip out the, the hardwood floor in the old gym and, and put down field turf so that there could be a, like a multi-sport facility. 
I, I mean, I, I wish I could, and I'm not sure if they would do it, okay? I'm just saying that. I, and again, I know there's a lot of people super attached to the old gym, but, you know, like my family has lived in Gravit. My mom and dad have lived in Gravit since 1991, and I never saw a high school game played there. That's how long it's been. Competition gyms, first season was 91-92. So what does that mean? The old gym's last season was 90-91. It's been a long time since the old gym has been a game facility for basketball. And again, just going to, again, I can still see the doors of the old gym opening them up. I can still smell that lobby. I can still see all the old dusty trophies in the trophy case that nobody cared about and nobody took care of when I was in school. I still see the junior high all-state picture of, I think it was J.W. McAllister from like 1951-52 season. I can still see myself going in there for peewee practice in the sixth grade. I can still see myself going in there for ice-cold mornings in junior high. I can still see myself going in there and having practice over Christmas break when I was in high school, right? I, can, I, I coached a sixth-grade girls' basketball team or maybe a fifth-grade girls' basketball team with Terry Roberts in there when they were in peewee. I watched my brothers play peewee ball in there. I have been in there for countless hours when I was in high school for baseball practice. We used to hit incredible balls off the hardwood floors, and they would bounce up and hit us in the face when it was cold outside or if it was raining and we couldn't practice basketball outside. I've, I've been in there early mornings before the sun came up with Coach Harrelson so football players, quarterbacks, and receivers could go through some, some preseason and offseason work and just get better at their game. So don't give me you know, any kind of line where, oh, well, he doesn't have an attachment to the old gym like I do. Bull. I, I, I just want to see it continue to be useful and, and, and in such a way that it actually makes sense to be useful. Right? I told you it was going to be a little bit more raw than normal. So that's kind of where I am on that. Figure out a way to utilize the spaces that we have that can be, you know, maximized. The potential is there. And, and, and it looks like, guys, the need is there. The desire is there for people to add sports, to add sports, right? It, the desire is there and the people are there. And really, the last question I want to address on this, this part one uh, has to do with how can Lion Letterman be continued, maybe not even by me, but by the community or by the district or, or anything like that. And, and honestly, I, I think that's a great question. It's one of the things that I was hoping down the road that potentially this could be something that the district could utilize, um, the platform, because the platform has been built, right? And I think a lot of people, and I don't think this is uh, pretentious or cocky to say, I think a lot of people rely on Lion Letterman to give them scores or to show them things that happen that relate, as they relate to the Gravit Athletic Program and, you know, even community news. Um, you know, I, I think I've shared over the years Project Prom stuff, uh, you know, their bake sales, their the cakewalk or whatever it is that they do. You know, I, I try to do everything that I can to get those, that, that information out there because social media can be a very powerful tool, right? And I've tried hard to implement, uh, you know, historical pieces into the website. And I know, you know, I talked about this, this fall would be different. There wouldn't be as many articles on the website. There would be more podcast based. And I think I've stuck to that. Um, and again, I, I know a lot of people are, you know, maybe they don't like podcasts and they like to read. I, I'm sorry. It's, it's hard sometimes to sit down and, and pull, put out that much content. It's hard to put out, you know, two or three articles a week and then sit down and put out two podcasts, just the nature of the way that that work goes. 
But one of the things that I was asked, how can the school fill Lion Letterman's shoes and be more involved with sports media and getting info to the Gravit community? All right, so here's the thing. GHS-TV is trying hard, I think, to become sort of the, the media arm of the school. Um, they are obviously affiliated with the school district. Lion Letterman is not affiliated with the school district. I know that it's, it's kind of hard for some people to understand, but, you know, I, I don't... I, the things that I put out were not, you know, blessed by the school, and I made sure that in my Twitter bio that I, I put that out there. Look, not affiliated with the school district, right? Everything that I put out is, is my stuff. It's, 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 I own it. Uh, my opinion is my own. It's not anything coming from anybody else. I will say this. Each program, uh, I know softball, baseball, boys and girls basketball, track and field, football, and I may, there may be another one that I'm missing, but they all have their own Twitter account. So if you're someone who has Twitter, go follow them. Go find them. Just search, you know, Gravit Basketball, uh, Gravit Hoops, Lady Lions Basketball, Lady Lions Softball, Gravit Football. You, you'll find them on there and follow them. They, they all do a pretty good job, guys. Uh, and honestly, and I'm not trying to make anybody feel bad, but the basketball accounts, both uh, boys and girls, Coach Bush, um, Coach Pittman, they do a really good job of keeping people up to date of, of games that are coming up, uh, of news and different things. So I think they're trying really hard to do that sort of thing, right? So that is a way, if you if you want to know more about those those sports, you know, go follow them on there. Um, I think Facebook is a little bit more difficult. You know, a lot of people have kind of abandoned Facebook as a way to get information out, and I understand that. Um, I also want to make sure that you understand that I, ha- I approached some folks maybe, I think maybe a year ago, uh, maybe 18 months ago, when I was really considering, hey, I'm, I, I can't do this anymore on my own, but I want to make sure it doesn't go away. Um, I offered... Uh, the chance for, I, I said, Hey, would the, would the district have any interest? Do you think of just, and I, and I said this, cause again, it's my business of, of just purchasing, you know, Lion Letterman as a platform and then they can just have it and everything will become owned by the district and the district can, you know, take it to journalism classes. Uh, Mr. Galloway could use it at GHS TV. They could, they could just use what's already there and built and just continue to go off of it. And it would just be known, Hey, this is owned by the school. Now it's not Seth. There wasn't any interest. And for whatever reason, I don't know. I didn't pursue it after that. Okay, I can handle the I can handle the the no answer. No big deal. Um, it's just nobody had an interest in it. But I think a lot of it is this. It's a lot of work. Okay, um, it just is. And I hate to see it go away. But I also don't want to see, you know, if let's say somebody came and said, "Hey, Seth, I would really like to continue Lion Letterman." Okay, that's great. Uh, I'm not just going to let anybody do it. Um, it's just, that, that was just how I approached it. And so I would rather just say, Hey, unless, and if the school doesn't want it, if the booster club doesn't want it, which they didn't, then, you know, it just, it just needs to go away. And I think if you're someone who wants to continue getting information out there, right. I think maybe you need to, the, the booster club is kind of up their social media game a little bit. Go talk to them. Go see what you can do. See if there's something you can do to help. Um, but I think that if it's if you're listening and you're thinking, well, maybe I'll just start my own version of Lion Letterman. All right, I have I have two things, two words of advice for you, two pieces of advice. One, don't underestimate how much work it is. It's a lot of work. If you want to do it right, you really got to be focused on it. You've got to be dedicated to it, and you've got to make sure that you do things the right way. And by the right way, I mean you need to make sure and control the message. Don't let people be negative. Don't let people be critical. And the other thing is you better have thick skin. Okay. I've been chewed out by people. 
because they felt like I didn't do uh, something justice. I didn't cover a certain team. I didn't cover a certain event. I didn't, I didn't tell another person about something, you know, whatever. And, and I've, and I've had, you know, a few, few rough conversations with people who felt like that their sponsorship wasn't being honored enough. And, and you know what, that's just part of it. That was fair. I, a couple of them had a legitimate complaints. So just be ready to control the message. Be ready to work hard. I guess maybe more than two words of advice here. Control the message, prepare to work hard, and have thick skin. Just how it is. So this was part one. I plan on having a little bit more. I've asked a couple of people some questions, and the question really was, what does Gravit have to do to take their athletic programs to the next level? I think I addressed some of that from my own personal opinion. And then the final episode, I think, uh, is going to include a lot of takes from others around Northwest Arkansas. Some of them are current coaches. Some of them are former coaches. Some of them are people who just pay attention to sports. Uh, they'll remain anonymous, by the way. But I think it'll be interesting to get their take on what Gravit has to do to get to that next level. Because look, P. Ridge has gotten there, right? They're there. Gentry football is starting to kind of ramp up a little bit. I don't know how good they're going to be next year. They lose a lot of guys. Prairie Grove kind of just stays in that even kill place. They had a down year this year football-wise, but their other programs are pretty good, right? I've got, they've got guys playing in the major leagues. So, you know, there's some excitement around their program there. But anyway, that'll be the question. That'll be the things we talk about. So thanks for listening, by the way. Thanks again to Arvest Bank and Gravit for sponsoring this month. And if you've got something that you, you want to say about some of the content that I talked about, the, the gymnasiums, the converting facilities, the, the field, adding sports, let me know. Shoot me a message on Facebook. Shoot me a DM on Twitter. Shoot me an email, Seth at McKenzieSportsReport.com. Let's talk. I love talking about stuff like that. If I don't put anything out before Thursday, which I don't think that I will be able to, but we'll see, have a wonderful Thanksgiving be thankful that you live in this great country that you live in. If you live in Arkansas, that you live in a, a great state, a great place to be, high quality of life in this area, in Northwest Arkansas especially. And I'm just thankful that, that I was raised in a town like Gravit and that I had parents who cared enough to bring us up here and put us in a quality community surrounded by high quality people. And I still feel like that's how Gravit is. And I think that as long as certain people continue to care, that's how Gravit will always be. And so... Happy Thanksgiving, folks. Enjoy the time with your family and friends. Be mindful of the things that you have been blessed with. Talk to you soon. You've been listening to the Lion Letterman Podcast with your host, Seth McKenzie. Connect on Facebook. Search Lion Letterman.